You're fed up with the nine to five. You've been working hard for years and you're just not seeing the results you want. You want to break free from the traditional career, but don't know how. Business Breaks is here to help. In this episode, we will discuss the idea of passive income and cover the extent to which passive income is truly passive. We'll also go over the advantages and potential pitfalls you may encounter when considering the options available. So, John, if you can start with your initial thoughts, please. Well, I suppose it depends on what you're classing as passive income. Like when you do a search online and that to see, you know, passive income ideas and that, a lot of what comes up, I wouldn't class as passive income. They're more side hustles than passive income. Unless you're lucky to have an awful lot of spare capital that you can invest you're not likely to have pure passive income the way people seem to think that with no work involved, there will either be a lot of work involved or you're trying to monetize a hobby. Exactly. As you say, the implication of passive income is that it gives you the freedom to not have to work. Mm. So, And also that you're not spending all your time like you would do in a nine to five job, actually trading your time for money. So it's the dream of everyone, and especially the financially desperate, who who do think that, yeah, this is possible. And honestly, I've tried a few things, granted not all in, apart from uh, maybe in my 20s, I tried to start up a salsa business, teaching salsa dancing, but we won't go there, <laughs> because that is anything but passive. But I've tried some things like using my social media. And even like like proper passive, putting a scheduler on and then signing up for some affiliate deals and then just doing social media posts, get this app or buy this online course in the hopes that someone will, off the back of it, purchase it and I get 20% commission, but no one's buying. So that's the other thing is you can try and do passive, but you need a bit of effort up front in order to build that foundation, get momentum and get trust because ultimately unless you're doing investments and you have that financial capital up front, then you, you, the other alternative is you're building a business and you need customers. And how do you get customers? You need to build trust and you need to have products. I mean, you can have products, but you have to believe in them to sell them effectively. And more importantly, those people who are targeting to buy them would have to believe in you, I think. Mm. I think that's the key thing of building up that trust is it's, it takes a lot of work. It's not passive. I mean, even, you know, you mentioned the affiliate marketing, which is probably one of the most common things that comes up when you're when you're searching for them. Mm. But you you need to uh, draw an awful lot of traffic to your website in order to get that affiliate marketing. And that requires an awful lot of work. I mean, you don't show up, you know, you either have to buy the top spot on the, the search engines or mm. you have to be putting a lot of effort into creating content to draw mm. people to it. Now, you know, some people may say, well, if it's my hobby, I'm putting that content up in anyway. Yes. So, so then, yeah, it's passive. But in fairness, there'll be very few hobbyists that would draw enough traffic to make a living. You know, you might be just picking up a few extra, I mean, a small bit of extra income, but not enough to, to be able to retire on. And that would take an awful lot of work. And then even other things where it's upfront, creating a course, writing a book, an ebook, or that, you do all the work upfront, but you're thinking, well, it'll continue earning long after I stop doing the work. Brilliant. Either you're selling it, which means that you're still having to put all the work into marketing it and selling it, or you're trying to get somebody else to do the affiliate marketing for you. 
which means you have to split it with them. But even then, you'll still have to do an awful lot of work at the beginning yourself to make yourself valuable enough that an affiliate marketer would want to sell your product. You always have to prove to them that there's demand for your product before they'd be bothered putting the effort in. So, yeah, like when I was just kind of like yourself, you know, I, I've often, it's the dream to have enough passive income to never have to work again. I did look at the affiliate marketing ones, but way too much work for my liking, keeping a website up to date with content. And the other things that, the only things that genuinely are passive income that I've come across are things that require an awful lot of capital up front. You're investing, you're, you're buying shares that will pay out dividends, enough of them that will pay out enough dividends to keep you going, or you're buying property and land or whatever and renting it, getting rental income from it. But that requires a lot up front. And if you're going to go into debt to pay for that, that's a huge gamble. I wouldn't even consider that investing. That's gambling at this stage because the interest rates you're going to be paying on the loan is likely to be a lot higher than the return you're getting on the investment, unless you are actually taking a very high risk investment and gambling, in which case it's not really passive income then, it's, it's, it's a gamble. Yeah, and then you have to have some reasonable level of assurance unless you're some visionary, I imagine you need guidance, someone more experienced. And even then they'd probably have a network behind them that would ensure you succeeded regardless. Mm. But then it still requires, it limits who's this passive income for. It's for people where a lot of capital. Not just financial capital, social capital, intellectual capital. Yeah, there's a number of resources that you'd need beyond just time and money. Yeah. That's the thing. It's almost quite depressing, isn't it, really? When Mm -hmm. you look into it, I think the other thing is, I mean, this is great. I actually enjoyed researching this because it touches on so many areas of business and it does trigger my thought process. It touches on every area of business. And, you know, when you have a business, you're never going to be truly passive unless you outsource the whole thing. So then you're more like an investor because you're not the CEO, you're not active, especially in the early days when they say the CEO is the one who works the hardest and pays themselves last. Everyone else is an employee who's basically de they traded the risk and reward in in return for security. And that still though requires a lot of free capital. If you're going to outsource everything at the beginning, you'll need capital because you haven't built up any. Uh, and so you're, you're either using a day job, a normal job, to finance the investment in the hope that the investment will eventually pay off and become passive income for you. Or you've already just got a load of capital and you've decided rather than investing in someone else's company, you'll invest in your own. But again, is investing really passive income? No. Not at the levels I think that we're talking about. If you know, for the, the, the multi-rich, yeah, sure, they'll hire somebody else to do the investing for them. They'll yeah. never have to do anything. They they either they they worked really hard, they got really lucky, or they were born into wealth, whatever, but they had capital and they hire somebody else to manage it for them and they can go off and live on passive income for the rest of their lives. But for normal, most people, there's no way around it. I don't think there is any passive income. There's gambling, there's investing, and there's working really hard up front in the hope that the payoff will last longer than the work involved together. Yeah, and that's where side hustle, the key word being hustle. Yeah. And you have to play it by ear and be balanced about it because if you if you're trying too hard to accelerate the growth which to be honest in most passive income opportunities 
because they're relatively low barriers to entry, so many people are trying it, like, for example, online courses, that unless you're really differentiated, it's going to be very hard to make any meaningful income, unless you're an early adopter, and that ship has sailed. So unless you've got the new version of the latest method of delivery, and I don't know if that's ever going to be the metaverse, but, you know, say you have a 3D virtual class where you have an avatar or, you know what, I'd love to see if we ever get to a matrix scenario where someone plugs a, something in the back of your head and in four seconds you've got all the skills and knowledge, you know, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than the matrix, isn't that chokery put on the glass? <laughs> yeah. But the, the, I think, though, you know, not to be too negative on people, you know, if anybody was listening and thinking, oh, geez, I've just put a downer on my whole thing. The, the key thing is, there's no, I don't think there is such thing, barring the ultra rich that you've got loads of capital, there's no such thing as, which case you don't probably don't need any more passive income. There's no such thing as passive income. A lot of what's described as passive income is either investing or side hustles. Yeah. And the key thing there is, there is money to be made in them, but it's not immediate. I mean, for every, every, all the research that I've done on that, with affiliate marketing is the most obvious one, but they'll all be, you know, kind of similar. And they, they'll all say that in the thing, a lot of the, the, you know, the advice things and that, advising you to do so, affiliate uh, marketing, that. it'll take about a year to a year and a half to build up enough of a following to be able to generate a decent income. Correct. So the, the key thing is that if you're going to do it, be prepared for that and be willing to put in the hour, the year and a half. Because as you said, the, the barrier to entry is very, very low. Everybody can do it. But not everybody is willing to put in the year and a half. Many people will give up after a few months that they're not seeing any income at all after a few months and they just give up. If you're one of the few who will persevere and last the year, the year and a half of constant creation with no money coming in, constant creation, then you may, assuming that you know, you're, you've done a bit of research and you're, you're, you're uh, trying to market something that there's demand for, you can make the income, but it's a lot of work up front. You've either a lot of capital or a lot of work. There's no passive income that hasn't either. And you have to be prepared that when you reach that stage where it's almost on autopilot, you have to keep coming back to it oh, and yeah. keep nurturing it. It's it's yeah. not even beyond once you say you've laid your foundations, you've done your year to two years of patiently growing your resources, your intellectual property, your assets, your business relationships, you still have to keep renewing it because their uh, customer loyalty is fleeting these days. Well, People's attentions will be direct, redirected quickly if your if your finger's not on the pulse. That's it. I mean, and no matter what way you look at you, you look at what you do, you know, if you're doing affiliate marketing, where you have to keep creating after the, the year and a half, two years, when you've got your following, you have to keep creating content to get that following coming back. And it can't be the same following because they've already bought the stuff you're you're, you're marketing. You need to get new people in. And then other things like the, doing the online courses, the, the ebooks, and that, a to keep the the affiliate marketers marketing your product and yourself to, to keep selling it. Eventually, it's a niche. You, you can't aim at everybody. It's going to be a niche. Eventually, everybody in that niche will have bought it. So you need to be when you're selling, making money on your first course or book. You need to be creating the next one. Yeah. Yeah, and expect a certain degree of risk, as you mentioned before. There's going to be, you're going to try multiple things, and a lot of them are going to fail, let's be honest. Maybe one or two of them will hit the mark. And if you're one of those really lucky people, maybe you'll hit the lottery and come across that idea. 
no one else has thought of or the blend of factors that just really take off. And even even if you come across that idea nobody else has thought of, it's only going to be a matter of weeks or, not, or, or months at max before there are copies. Copycats yeah. will, you know, they, they'll, they'll put their own little spin on it, but it'll be the same thing and, and they'll come at you. So, yeah, passive income is not really passive, I don't think, in any of its forms. You need to be in a position in order to genuinely do something that will give you passive income. You need to have so much capital that you basically don't need passive income. You, you can almost just stick all that capital in a bank savings account and live off the interest. Or very, very lucky people who gamble. They, they might call it investing. But in reality, it was such a high risk investment that it was a gamble and it paid off for them. Yeah. That blue ocean strategy where you're doing something that no one's ever tried before. It's untested. You have no precedent, no data. Maybe historically there's been some equivalent, but generally speaking, those are, those are the gambles, right? Otherwise you're just a follower. And yeah. so it depends. What's your strategy? Are you going into an established market, but knowing it's almost saturated? Or are you trying something that no one's tried before because you see a niche or a problem that no one has quite solved or solved it in the way you think you can? And there's an element of risk there because maybe there's a better solution, maybe a completely different product that solves the problem in a different way there. Or, or yeah. even I've seen it happen. It turns out nobody considered it a problem to begin with, that you've just you've created a solution to a problem that doesn't exist, which, which can be a, a problem in and of itself. <laughs> that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. As I said, I, I think people, people should probably, if you're getting involved in this, don't think of it as passive income. Think of it as a side hustle. Because at least that gets you psychologically more prepared to be putting in an awful lot more work. Than passive income makes you think, don't have to put in any work. I just... Yeah. Set up this website and it'll start bringing income to me. Not going to happen. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, though, actually trying and failing to set up a business that really gives you some commercial acumen because you will learn from it through experience and it will be so ingrained in your emotional psyche. You won't forget it in a hurry. So there, there are some side benefits from actually trying a side hustle. Definitely. And I would, you know, I'd happily recommend people to try to side hustle, but do it in a smart way. Be prepared for hard work. Worst thing that you can do is come up with a good idea, put some effort into doing it, and then five, six months later, give up on it. And, it'll, you know, somebody else has come up with, will see the idea, will copy the idea, but they'll put in 18 months effort and will make them big money and you'll be left looking thinking, if only I'd stuck with it. So that, that's why I'm kind of thinking, think of it as a side hustle rather than as passive income, because that will at least get you psychologically motivated to, to put in a lot of effort. You know, I'd almost say two years, if I get to 12 to 18 months with it, because you'll only be starting to, to see some return then two years before you actually get a return. But then you've got the other issue is if, if two years later, it may be a waste of two years. Be willing to take that risk and, but, and be willing to pivot if you see a better opportunity or if you see it's clearly not working, but don't give up on it too soon. Uh, if you put all that effort in, see it yeah, through. Exactly, exactly, John. And extending on your point, it's almost like you would need to think of it as the best learning opportunity ever, like the, the MBA of real life business, because what you're going to be doing is not doing the same shit for two years, pardon my English, the same thing for two years. You're going to be evolving it. You're going to be stacking those skills and strategies and tactics you're going to be learning as you go along and hopefully you're documenting it and reflecting on it. So you'll be growing as a person, as a business person. And therefore, what you're going to come out of in those two years, you may not achieve much in the way of profit, but 
you have so much more skills and experience at the end of it. That's it. And that's the key thing. If you're if you're going to do it, make sure you learn from it and pay attention to what's happening. Even if it fails, what you don't want is to then come up with another idea and it to fail because you've done the exact same thing again. You, you know, like you need to pay attention to what's going on, what's working, what's not working. If it's successful, make sure you know what's working, what's not working, because certain things won't have worked even in a successful business. And, and so that you can replicate with a new one. If it didn't work, well, make sure you knew because some of the things will have worked even with the failed business. So what worked, what didn't work, and make sure that you've learned from it, that don't don't let it be a complete waste. I mean, it's not a failure. If business fails, what you've learned from it, then it wasn't a failure. Because, I mean, you look at, you know, you go over to the, you know, we're based in Ireland and the UK, but um, you look at the, the likes of the US, you know, especially over in, in uh, Silicon Valley, and that, it's almost a badge of honor there when people go bankrupt in businesses and they come back and they'll set up another business. Uh, it's, it's almost an ex- expectation because uh, the idea is, well, they'll have learned from the failed, the bankrupt businesses and they won't make those mistakes again in the new business. And eventually they'll they'll get it, they keep on trying. And whereas this side of the world, it's, it's almost a humiliation that you'll never recover from in business if you go bankrupt. That, you know, okay, don't go, but try not to go bankrupt, certainly not for a side hustle. But if it fails, don't be writing off your own ability or that. Make sure you learn from it and be willing to try again when you get another idea that, that might work. Learn what worked, what didn't work. Where did you fall down with the first idea? And then don't repeat the mistakes with the second one. And the second one might be the, the uh, thing. But, you know, also, and I keep coming back to it, be willing to put in the time. Don't give up on it too soon. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, the, the biggest ones, Amazon. Amazon was just a small bookshop at the beginning. That did not, that, that's been around for an awful long time. I think that's been around since before the dot com boom crashed. That it was one of the survivors, but it, it was just a small online bookstore. It was nothing. Now it's the, one of the biggest companies in the world. But he didn't do that overnight. It took him over a decade in any way to become the huge success that it was. And it's been there now for over two decades. It was late 90s, wasn't it? When that was founded. Yeah. So it took them a long time when you think about it. For the last 10 years or so, it has been a huge company, but that means it was about 10, 15 years before he he made a, a go of it. Same with Apple, biggest company, private company now. Well, it's a PLC, not private. It was one of the biggest companies. I think the, the oil company might be bigger than it now um, in the world, but that didn't happen overnight. That, you know, almost went bankrupt. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying wait decades before you see returns, but don't be expecting miracles that people kind of point out these um, overnight sensations and you realize, well, they weren't overnight successes. They, they, they'd been around for an awful long time and then their success came very quickly, but they, it took an awful long time to reach that success. And the key is don't wait. And, you know, passive means you're waiting around mm. and just hoping it's generating income for you. You might not even be putting any attention on it. The key thing with accounting and finance functions is that they're watching the finances of your business because if no one else is, you could go under. Mm. You could run out of cash and not be able to pay your salaries, your suppliers, and operationally you're, you're dead in the water. So, again, coming back to income, you have to have someone paying attention to it. And it's, it then comes back to the trust. If you're outsourcing that, shall we say, stewardship, then you really have to be able to trust them. And if you're making any significant sums of money, that's always a temptation, isn't there? 
So then you need to pay someone else to check on that person who you're supposed to be trusting. <laughs> and heaven forbid they collude. That's it. And it's, 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 it's a tough one, all right? And, and, and that's, yeah, up, up to now, we've been kind of fighting out the time and the effort. But there is financial outlay as well, no matter what you're doing. That it, it's, and it's up front. I mean, even if it's just something like affiliate marketing, you have to buy your hosting your domain names you know it's the same if you're doing uh, courses you know you're either hosting it yourself or you're having to I don't know exactly how some of the you know online course repositories work whether you have to pay a fee up front or whether they just take a percentage of the courses you sell I, I you know it's not just your time and effort. There will be a certain amount of cash outlay as well. That that makes it a very, you know, there is a, a financial risk there as well. Now, once you don't go into debt for it, you should be okay. But um, even if it fails, you know, so I, I wouldn't advise anyone to go into debt for a side hustle or a, what they think is passive income. I, I would, but, you know, just to be uh, willing to put in the effort. It's a, it's a lot more effort than passive income makes it sound. And uh, yeah. Coming back to that point, passive investment, passive costs, because to run a website on your own, your hostings, you need to pay a monthly recurring revenue or an annual subscription. Uh, we both know that when you buy your, your domain, you're paying someone like a GoDaddy or a Google an annual fee. And then on top of that, if you want to have a website that has a database, you have to pay someone for the hosting. So WordPress sites, yeah, you can get a, a free WordPress website, but it won't give you much. No, and, and you'll, you'll struggle to make any kind of um, marketing impact with that. You know, like you mm. will need to have a good domain name, um, something that will bring out in people's minds and that you can get into their head. Um, you need a database to host your blog, mm. so your content. Otherwise, Google will penalize you for not having proper web pages. The SEO will just completely skip over your website unless you actually search for the website. And then what else do you need? You, I guess you're just paying for the control. I know there's a lot of influencers who do make money, who have managed to, over time, amass a following, but they're completely exposed to the platforms that they operate on if that's their sole web presence and it's a full-time job for them as well i mean let's be honest here you know i, I don't think there are many influencers the, the fact that influencer has become a thing now is because they're a full-time influencer it's not like yeah. um, you know that they they were doing a day job and they just kind of popped on and, and made a few videos and suddenly they got this huge following that they've been working at this full time and for every influencer who's made money and is working there's probably about 100 of them that have flopped completely and that you've never heard of have never made a cent and won't you know that it's um it's it's yeah and that that's the problem as well like you, you know that you're not guaranteed success even if, if, if um you know you have to put the effort in most will give up without putting the effort in but even when you do if, if what you're doing is not uh, appealing you're not going to make money on it and it's also tenuous if you're on the wrong platform and then enough people have it in for you, 
they could just report your account and you get shut down and then you lose all your followers potentially. There have been influencers who've lost thousands of monthly, thousands in monthly revenue. Now, as you say, it's not passive. And on top of that, it's not safe. Mm. And yeah, as you said, it doesn't take much if the if, if the platform that you're 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 using loses um its appeal to the mass market, well then you know you will lose an awful lot of your followers. Um it won't be as straightforward to just move over to another platform because you know all your followers will move to that platform with you. And if you do something wrong, you know, if if, if if, um, yeah, you get cancelled for whatever reason. You say yeah. the wrong thing, or yeah. you upset the wrong people. That's it. End game. That's it. Um, you know, all your followers or follower, or you just start commenting on stuff that people didn't follow you for. You know that you being a, you know, a, giving beauty tips as your, um, you know, your platform, and then you suddenly start commenting on, you know, um, politics or health or you know something else you you suddenly realize that you've lost an awful lot because even even if what you said was correct or you know was reasonable or whatever your followers didn't follow you for that they followed you for something else so you need to keep with with your you know keep on track but they try to you know oftentimes people sometimes diversify yeah they try to diversify sometimes deliberately sometimes they just didn't set it really even thinking you know that um yeah they evolve and unfortunately their following hasn't evolved with them but Mm -hmm. that's their core they need to continue to maintain their core or evolve and slowly build up a side following that's it to do you know to 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 go somewhere else but um that that seems to be very difficult when you look at um what happens with people who, who are influencers that when they go into a different um area it it no matter what they said or did or or whatever, usually usually you only hear about it because they did something stupid or said something stupid. But it just seems to be very difficult for them to change. Because in fairness, people are not following them for their worldly advice. They're following them for a very specific purpose. And if they deviate from that purpose, well, they're not interested. So in conclusion, passive income, it depends on what your definition of passive income is. But mm. from what I've seen, what you've seen, it's not passive at all. And I don't think it ever will be because you need, to, if you want to maintain your income, you have to maintain some degree of nurturing and maintenance. Yeah, I think um, the, the closest thing that you can do to, to, you know, for passive income is if it's something, if you've managed to monetize something that you're really interested in, mm. then it won't feel like work because you're enjoying it so much. Um, especially if it's something that maybe you're, you would have done. And anyway, I mean, I you know, like yourself, you have a blog and you enjoy keeping that blog. If you can monetize it, then that that might you consider that passive income because even without it, you are going to continue doing your blog. You enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if, if that type of thing, if somebody just wants to do coursework or write ebooks or write books, novels, whatever, if they're enjoying it and then if they can just manage to monetize it and bring in some income while continuing that, it may not feel like work. So then it could feel like it's passive income because I was doing this work in any way, but now I'm making income off it without having to do that much extra. 
Um, I think that's probably the best that you can hope for, if, uh, you know, other than winning the lotto or something like that, <clears throat> then having the capital to be able to invest to actually make real passive income. Yeah. But if I won the lottery, as long as it saw me through to like my life, end of my life expectancy and that of my family, <laughs> at least one generation down, <laughs> then I would say <laughs> I, it wouldn't be income. It'd just be eating away at the capital, right? Exactly. So as I said at the beginning, I think that the only people who can truly have real, pure, passive income as as in without having to do any work for would be people who have so much capital that they, they probably don't need to have passive income. They could just live off the capital. Exactly. I mean, you can continue to reinvest, reinvest. It becomes a virtual circle. It builds up your capital on top of that. But then inflation and assets appreciate and depreciate. Yeah, property seems to continuously rise, but there's fluctuations. I mean, over the long term, it will increase in value. But over the short term, those those fluctuations that are caused by market forces, mainly speculators who are looking for quick gains, mm. those need real attention. Yes, you can put your stops and your breaks and your floors and your ceilings and say sell here, buy here, but... In between that, when you're setting those things, you need to pay attention, at least on a minimum. Now, you can be efficient with it, but you still need a minimum of attention. If you're, if you're doing day trading or medium-term trading. Mm, I think, yeah, the only, real, the only real way that it works is do long-term trading. Then, as I said, you can kind of just buy your investment and then walk away from it and come back 10 years later and you'll have made money. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's too often that idea. for 10, 15 years worth of an investment. I don't think, it, you know, in things like property or even in, um, I won't say shares of individual companies, but, you know, funds that track like the S&P 500 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I remember reading before, and I haven't done any research on it recently to see if it's still the case, but um, I do remember reading a, a book on that before and they were saying, you know, there was a certain percentage of you losing value after one year. It was a lower percentage of you losing value after two years an even lower percentage of you lose value after three years. But over the 10-year span, at that time when the, the research was done, the S&P 500 had never lost value over any 10-year periods in its history. So even, even at its crashes, where you know it crashed back down it low, if you, went, yeah. if you went 10 years prior to that, it was actually at a lower rate. And anyway, so even if you cashed out during a crash, you still made money if you had it held it for at least 10 years. You, you were still coming out uh, up. So, but you know, as you said, it's not um not for the short term. It's if you're going to invest in something like that or property, be willing to do it for the long term, and then yet yeah, you'll you'll make money on it. Yeah, but that's not income because you no, can't access it for ten that's years. A, that's a capital return. You're burying it in the sand yeah. with yeah. an X marks the spot, and this date ten years from now, I'll be able to access it. So, I think when people think of income, income is liquid. Yeah, you're looking yeah, exactly. at something that's at least some form of monthly recurring revenue. Yeah. So then maybe it's about building an app, but then you need a company, you need hosting, unless you're, you're building some program that people just download to their computer and then it uses their processing and storage. And again, mm -hmm. even then, that sort of thing would be a one-time transaction, I imagine. Yeah. 
and you still still need to do all the you need to create the um software you need to uh, yeah. do all the marketing get all the get, get yourself known to people all takes time all takes um effort and it can take a lot of money as well um depending on how fast you, you, know, you want to do it but it's it's not I, I i that's that's just running a business let's be honest it's not passive income it's it's actually it's not even a side hustle at that stage if you're trying to develop an app or that you're you're basically doing that full time especially when you've got operating system updates you're going to be upgrading it for for as long as you have the product mm-hmm. unless you want to just let it go let it run obsolete and, and then you'll just have angry customers that you'll have to talk to. And you lose your distribution. In, you know, if you're talking about apps and that, you're, you're looking at, um, I, I don't know what the Google Play Store does, but I know the Apple App Store, um, they started now recently, any any apps that hadn't been updated in a certain, I think it was three years or whatever, they've just taken them off. They've got rid of them off the store. You know, so um, if those if people who developed them were thinking, well, this is pure passive income, and I'm just going to walk away and I'll never update it again, well, now suddenly they've just lost. Uh, and, and that's even if they were still selling anything, because if it was not being updated, it was probably falling down and down the rankings all along. So, <laughs> and I, I'd expect the Google Play Store does pretty much the same thing, even if they don't actually actively remove unupdated apps. If it's not being updated in a long time, it's just going to keep falling further and further down the rankings. And and eventually everybody who wants it has it, or they or some other competitors created a much better app, and you've just you've just taken your eye off the ball and and just lost the plot because you haven't evolved, you haven't adapted. Tastes have changed. The constant rate of innovation means that the product life cycles are shortening. And actually, I was going to mention that the diffusions of innovation. I think I covered it, but yeah. It all depends what your strategy is. Are you going to be a gambler, i.e. a, shall we say, a visionary entrepreneur, the person who's going to be at the forefront of technology, the early adopter? Or are you going to be a fast follower? Or are you going to be a laggard who just tries to compete in a saturated market by doing it better or cheaper than the rest of the competition? But you know, that market's declining, so the only way you're going to succeed is if you eat up other people's market share. And you'll notice, though, all those descriptions you've just given, they're all standard running a business. They are not passive at all. Not yeah. passive at all. And yet they are what will often be sold as passive income. I mean, like I'm doing a search now even, and Bitcoin, passive income, that's gambling. It's not passive income, um, and it's capital uh, you know appreciation and anyway that you need to leave your thing in peer-to-peer lending but you need to have a big um some capital to actually lend out to get interest and um, a high yield savings account well again you need to have a lot of capital hire a financial advisor well you need to have a lot of things rent out your car well airbnb maybe airbnb if you were actually um renting out your house as opposed to a room in your house or whatever as opposed to having to buy property to rent but that's being a landlord and you know how people especially those who are renting your property on short-term agreements there's always the risk they'll trash your place yeah so assuming you make money you're going to have to spend a lot of time personal time and or money to have that property managed that's it 
The next thing then, affiliate marketing, which we covered, sponsorships, which is the basically um, having strong social media. So that's your influencers. Sell a digital product like an ebook, but you know you need to market it. You need to get um, people knowing, and you need to have a follow up if you want to continue making money. Um, rewards, credit cards. So you, you need to you don't get the rewards unless you're spending. So uh, I wouldn't consider that. Um, and that's income as a kickback on you spending more. So you're spending a pound to get five pence. That's it. Or blogging. a dollar for five for a nickel. Exactly. And uh, blogging. Um, so again, though, that's you know not a whole going into keeping your blog up to date and keep people following. Car wash. I'm not sure how a car wash can be passive. You know, you're, you're if you're unless you own the car wash and it's fully automatic. Maybe, yeah. Um, Put your credit card in, and then you know you get you you go I, you drive through. Maybe they, it's they, they've, they've put on buying a car wash and hiring a team to manage day to day operations. Um, <laughs> that's not passive income. That's you bought a business and you're running a business. That's mad. Create an app is one of them as well. Rent out a room. I would have considered that to be the Airbnb. Buy a vending machine business, but again, you've bought a business. That's not passive income. Buy and sell website domain name. So you're kind of gambling there. You're you're speculating there. You're so, flipping. You're just yeah. flipping. You're buying and selling. As you say, it's it's day trading. That's it. It's uh, collect and, music royalties. Yeah, grand if you're a musician. <laughs> yeah. And the problem with domain names, trying to buy them or trying to think about ones that would have value, all the single word domain names have been purchased. And they're probably with well-established brands or speculators who are still holding on to them in the hopes that they'll appreciate even more in value. That's it. And, and the rest were kind of um, variations on what we'd already discussed. And that was 44 uh, websites. None of them were really passive. They were all buy a business and then hire people to run the business for you. Unless you were born into the right family and you have armies of servants who can earn the money for you. Yeah. And manage your estates, then yeah, you're passive, but that passive income was predetermined at birth. So yeah. How you do it and, and I'm I'm not saying that you couldn't do it, but you just have to be prepared to face the fact that yeah, it's unlikely to be passive. I think though as long as you're as long as you go into it with the right mindset that you know, okay, it's not really yeah. going to be passive. It's a side hustle and will probably, if it's successful, will become your main source of income. Yeah. But there's going to be work. There's going to be effort. There may be financial investment. There almost definitely will be, be financial investment of some sort. Um, even even if you don't have to pay for hosting somehow and um, all you're doing is paying as you sell, you're still to do that then you're probably going to have to pay, you know, a, 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 half of what you're earning to somebody but at least it's not upfront cost it's as you go cost but there's a, but as long as you're kind of aware of that you have that in the back of your head i you know you can make a success of it i, I would imagine where a lot of these things so many people fail because they give up after you know they're not making any money after six months and they give up but from the research i've done i'm sure you, you've done the same everybody's pretty much saying you're not going to make money in the first six months. You're not going to make money in the first 12 months. It's going to be 18 to 24 months. You'll start making money. And even then it's going to be small. It will have to build up, be prepared for that. And actually thinking about that, the shortcut, the guru who says, 
passive income. Here's my strategy. It works for me. You've got to do it. By the way, I'm charging you 1000 to know all my secrets. Do you think those people actually have something? I think they're um, pyramid schemes, basically. You know, that here's my secret. You've just given me a thousand quid, and I've got another 24 people who gave me 20,000 quid. So that's why I earned my 25,000 quid this month. Um, so Multi level marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another passive income screen. If you can get 100 suckers or 10 suckers to convince 10 other suckers to actually sell products, and you get the commissions filter up. You know? Or eventually, eventually somebody is going to be left paying out a lot of money and getting absolutely nothing back. Um, it, you know, the, the the most successful of them will just take longer before they collapse, but they will eventually collapse. So, you know, just be very careful of that to anybody who is thinking of that. If they, if they read something like that, if it's asking you for a big upfront investment, so it's 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 even if it's even if it's completely legit, and uh, you know, I won't claim that they're all pyramid schemes even if it's just just purely because i don't want you having to get sued that day for you know that <laughs> even if it's completely legit it, it, it's still it, we're going back to do you have that capital to just spend on it? and surely there'll be other things you could spend the capital on that would be a safer bet than you know taking that risk and do not under any circumstances go into debt for it because if you go into debt for it you are then stuck when it doesn't if it doesn't make money yeah yeah, and as you say, debt interest is a lot higher than you're going to have to make an awful lot of return, which implies you're going to have to work damn hard yeah, to profit from it, or else you're just funding your real-world education. Mm. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another way to do it. But try, to, try not to, if you have to invest, then try to invest in money you have and be willing to lose it. You know, if it's your... Life savings, don't risk it. If it's money that you can, you know, I'm okay if I lose this. So yeah, X percent of my my nine to five income that I'm investing in assets for my business, if it's digital or if it's, you know, or if you're using things you, you use anyway. So instead of buying a normal car, you buy a van and on the weekends you do gardening, yeah. for example. Again, not passive, but Let's say it's the side business, mm. and that's that's and that's that's where people can make. And I, I like we do it ourselves. I do it myself. I have my my business. You know, it's not my side business. It's my main business. Will it make me rich? No, probably not. But I'm comfortable, and it's something I enjoy doing. It's, I work for myself, so I don't have to answer to anybody. That's probably as close to being passive income as you're going to get. I work for my money. I don't get it. You know, for not doing anything. But it's um, it's not your typical nine to five. If you're not having to go in to work somewhere where, where you might not have any freedom, you're not, you know. You're not under the threat, though, of a poor performance review. Mm-hmm. Albeit your customer, if they don't like your work, they will unlikely recommend you or re-engage you. But again, you have to have the belief that your skills will take you through and you have the right systems in place and good brand awareness and also referrals. That's it. And, and you have the freedom as well by doing it for yourself to um, walk away. Walk away. Yeah. If you don't like 
the work you've been asked to do or if you don't like the client who's asking you to do the work, you can just say no. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Whereas if you're working nine to five for somebody else, you don't have that. If they've decided they're taking on, that did happen to me many a few years ago. I, I you know, still kind of do it, but um, at the time I was in project management and somebody asked, you know, potential client asked to meet me and what he actually was doing was offering me a job to work for them in a, in a company because they had a, an internal project management team that did an awful lot of projects internally. It was a very big company, so they would always have projects. So they wanted an internal project manager. And it's, no, thanks. I want the job. And he, I, he kind of says, to me, I don't think you're, you're seeing the opportunity here that it was, it was kind of to do exactly what I wanted to do. It was project management, doing different projects all the time. And I had to explain to him, yeah, but if I work for you doing this, then I have to do the projects you tell me to do. I don't get to pick and choose what projects I want to do. And, um, There'll be no gap between them. I, I often will take breaks between projects, you know, take some time off to recover because a project, as you know yourself, can be very, you know, it can, can get quite intense. And then, uh, you know, I wouldn't have time to do that. Be moving from one to the other. And then with the likes of them, when you, you move from one to the other, they always will, will have you moved on to the next project before the first one is actually finished. So you're, you're doing two projects then, you know, at that stage at the same time. Um, so, you know, I, di- I didn't take that job. But again, what I do is completely not passive income, but it's just as passive as most of those ideas that we read out on, on the, the website that was, you know, doing it. It gives you freedom. It gives you a little bit more flexibility and it gives you options um, that you probably don't have as a nine to five. I think that's probably where people who want, you know, who are thinking of passive income. I know it's not passive. But it's certainly I'd, I'd be happier with pure passive income myself. Based on what I've been reading on all the research, most of the ideas that are coming out aren't really passive income either, unless you have a huge amount of capital. Completely. So it's more about the freedom. And you have to think, why do I want this income? Why do I need money? Obviously, we need money to pay our bills and, you know, continue on, enjoy the good things in life, or even the have the essentials. But at the end of the day, it's how you go about getting that income the means and it is a means the end is really if money wasn't wasn't liquid and wasn't a form of bartering for goods and services and things that we couldn't do without but don't necessarily have the means naturally to obtain them ourselves then would we even would we even be doing this for money We'd probably, I'd probably be trading, you know, goodness, um, my shirt for your shoes or something like that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think it's, um, it's interesting. And yeah, I think we probably trashed the idea of <laughs> passive income <laughs> in the sense that we've kind of, we don't see it as really a passive income. It's it's uh, fictional. It's like the unicorn. It's a, it's a fictional beast that uh, you know you, you have to do the work for it, but maybe you can yeah. do work you enjoy. That's yeah. the best. Yeah, and uh, if anyone's listening who actually does have passive income that they've built from the ground up, please do not trash this because I know whatever it is, it's probably please tell us best. What, please tell us how you did it. If, if, yeah, if you yeah, did yeah, it, yeah, exactly. having to do a lot of work and or, or investment of time, money, and effort. 
um, tell us how because you know I'd be delighted to um, repeat that. But we're not paying you a one thousand dollar a month or whatever a subscription fee to learn all your secrets. You can volunteer the secrets to us. And, and if you're on your business two hours a week, even minimum, then it's I, I don't class that as passive income. So if you're paying attention to how the, to the numbers on your killer app that you know you don't have to maintain because you've got a team somewhere in a low cost country keeping sure that the software updates are still maintained and all of that good stuff it's not passive income if you can leave your business say for about six to 12 months then i'd class it as passive income so that's the challenge then and you can reach that now if that's that's what your definition of passive income is that can be reached but again it takes an awful lot of work and effort to build up your business to that level that and and then you've got a company that's running itself yeah or you you're, you've invested in all these in a portfolio of companies that are being self-managed mm-hmm. with all of the controls in place the governance even the ceos are being held to account by the board mm. and therefore yeah you have passive income but again what did you do to get there exactly you either had a lot of capital up front to be able to do it or you put an awful lot of work into building up a company and then being able to set her up and structure it in a way that it can run itself which is what you should be doing that's your exit strategy and then you've exited the company um as a day-to-day manager and, and then you you have your passive income effectively um that as long as you've set everything up right but you know that that's um still, you're not going to do that in six to 12 months either no, no you're not even going to do that in two years you're going to have to build up a company from scratch and you know have it and even when you start stepping away you're going to have to keep an eye on things until it's almost a completely independent company and, and then you can retire on you know and at that stage you probably are, are selling the shareholding that you have and getting capital for it because uh you, you know that's the thing well you know okay, and that, early retirement is is not is a reality people do retire early because yeah, they focus on that but that's that's something you know, else yeah you can say that then they're retiring they have passive income and that's fine but they've put in a lot of work in to get into that stage and that's what i meant at the beginning there's no such thing as passive income you need to put a lot of work in at the beginning yeah. or put a lot of capital in at the beginning it, you know it takes something it, it's not just a little bit of thing and suddenly oh i'm getting income and that's it there's work involved so um yeah i suppose yeah it was good though that you pointed that out that i, I kind of had, had gone so saying it doesn't exist but to do it does exist but it takes a lot of work to get there um, right yeah so I think we have agreed on passive income being a thing, but quick passive income, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced yet. It's not easy. There's never an easy way to do it. And anybody who tries to sell you an easy way to do it is, you know, suspicious. Let's put it that way. I won't say that completely wrong. Maybe there might be one in a hundred that's uh, one in a million even that's, um, got actually got an easy way to do it but again that comes down to it's more of a gamble and, and getting good lucky yeah yeah i mean someone pay me for a quick passive income strategy i'll charge you 500 pounds and i'll tell you to buy 10 lottery tickets every week there you go and i've given you that for free so good god 
I'm not uh, that good a businessman. Exactly. You've just done yourself out of uh, count, countless clients. <laughs> Thank you very much, John. Great conversation. Thanks, Dante. Pleasure as always. And thanks to everybody who's listening. This podcast shares experiences and insights gained from business, IT, and digital finance. Hosted by two leaders who have made the leap themselves, this show is dedicated to helping listeners think differently about their career aspirations.